Welcome to the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast, a Christ-centered recovery show where we discuss the habits, mindsets, and tools that will help you live the recovery lifestyle. We believe that if you regularly do the work by reading the Word, showing up at recovery meetings, getting engaged at your local church, and giving back through service, that you will build a stronger relationship with Jesus and experience the freedom that comes from lasting sobriety. Please join myself, Chris Decker, and my co-host, John Rizzi, as we serve as your virtual recovery coaches through Season 2, featuring monthly recovery challenges, inspiring testimonies, expert guest teachings, and the raw, real-time recovery journey that we go through each and every day. To help us reach more people, please subscribe and leave a review. And for now, enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast. I am your co-host, Chris Decker, joined here by John Rizzi in studio. Last episode, we shared, um, or John shared a little bit about some recent events in his life and figured I would do an update episode as well before we move into the next topic next time, which is... Uh, the intimacy anorexia trait of withholding feelings. So we're just kind of... We're, we're gearing up for that one because that's going to be pretty intense. It is an intense one. And I think we're not, most of us aren't very good at, at identifying, let alone sharing our feelings. So we're going to, we're going to work up to that one. Yeah. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> now you're the question guy. Oh, well, Chris, what's been going on the last couple of weeks? I haven't seen you in a few weeks. Has it been a few weeks? Yeah. Yeah, I remember when you sent the picture of your bike accident when you were in the the hospital. It's like, what the heck? No. I, it looked like you were dying or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like what is going on? Yeah, like I would have ne- a lot of stuff. You were the last person that I would have ever expected to have such a severe injury set yeah. from something that you do all the time. I know. Like your most practiced activity. I know. Yeah. And it it probably was just, I don't know. You know, I had this really good conversation with my wife where I told her, I know you think I'm reckless and I sometimes I am, but I didn't think I was being reckless this day. And I did promise her that I wouldn't ride on the dirt anymore. Okay. Uh, well, what's been going on has been a multi-month mental health battle, uh, battling depression and just darkness. Yeah. Just what do you think that's coming? Just, I mean, you gotta, we, we talked about this a, f- a few episodes back, man, and just how much stuff you have going on and how much change and, and it's a lot and it's a lot to process. Even one of those things would have been a lot, right? Like you know, taking over your business, having a new baby, doing more ministry work. Um, all of those things are piled on. Do you think that that's part of it? I, I, I think so. And so the first, I would say the first major thing that I started doing this year to take back to start to work on my mental health was my counselor recommended, Chris, you need to get back into physical movement. I was leading a pretty sedentary lifestyle. Mm -hmm. 
like a few months into the year. And so I joined, uh, I joined a gym called Orange Theory Fitness and started going and started moving my body. And, um, it wasn't, uh, and I, I continued to do that for a while. And it wasn't until the summer when I did, um, a bigger physical challenge that I started to see a lot of physical changes by changing the way that I ate mm. as well and, and actually upping the movement and uh, too. Yeah. And you lost a bunch of weight too. So did, did physically, did you, did that make you feel more energy? I think what it's been doing is it's been unlocking the ability to feel things mm. again that were repressed because the way that I understand it, um, I haven't finished the book, but I started the bo- uh, the body keeps the score, oh, yeah. which is a book on on the physical effects of trauma, mm-hmm. mostly in PTSD patients, but even people that have experienced other kinds of deep trauma in in their lives. And so, I, there's been a lot of dislodging of just really stuck yeah. emotions that I've had the opportunity to feel very deeply and go through the pain of re-experiencing. So you're thinking like all this, this movement and the, the changing in the diet and the activity, uh, is like unlocking some negative stuff. Actually, there's positive changes and then unlocking negative stuff so that I can finally work on it because mm-hmm. this process of recovery is like you got to root the stuff out or it's going to stay there forever. No amount of like, um, I, I'll just, I'll just say this, no amount of positive thinking or, um, sort of, I, I'm, I'll just call it new age, yeah. um, new age tactics that work like temporarily. Yeah. It's like sugarcoating it. It's like, it doesn't whitewash. It doesn't last. Cause it's not the real solution. Right. And so I'm going through this process of the, like the real solution of like rooting these deep things. And it's very painful to pull out these thorns. Yeah. Um, one, one big, one also additional change that I made was, uh, quitting caffeine. And, Initially, it made me really slow, like, because I was used to my brain firing, like, on all cylinders, mm-hmm. on having this adrenalized state of being basically um, on a ton of uh, adrenaline yeah, every just, day. Just amped up. Yeah, but being so comfortable in that state for, like, 15 years that I have not ever been, I'm. it must be almost a couple of months now, of no caffeine wow. and, and the brain rewiring itself. Cause caffeine releases a lot of dopamine. There's a lot of like feel good chemicals. Yeah. And uh, a lot of what's going on with depression is like certain, ca- you're not, you don't, there's no, certain chemicals like aren't in your brain, but I've also been learning that there's, there's lifestyle things that lead to the feeling of depression too. Like, if you feel like you're not living your purpose or doing what God's asking you to do, that will lead to depression. Um, I had feelings of rejection and betrayal with my business partner, and that was re- that led to some darkness. 
cutting out the coffee led to a change in 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 in, in chemical um but there was like a really interesting turn of events that happened last week is that wednesday night i went to a rage room Oh, last nice. week yeah. did i tell you about this I, I i've heard of these yeah you just get to break things yeah so i suited up i put on body armor and a helmet and like shoes and gloves and a sledgehammer yeah and i smashed like an old computer monitor metal a dining room chair like a like an etch-a-sketch wow like a kid's like toy were these things items that you picked out or they, they were just there yeah like like 20 uh, glass bottles you know just a, uh, cr- like using crowbars to smash this stuff and uh, initially like with the dining room chair it reminded me of like some childhood memories and like smashing the chair kind of helped me get through some of that stuff and then smashing the kids toy like it that reminded me of my mom and like smashing the computer screen you know, help me deal with some of my resentment that I have toward technology and computers because I've spent so much time in front of screens. Yeah. So did did you go in like, like with intention of here's all these things that I want to get out or did you just, it sounds like it was a little bit more organic. No, I just went, I'm like, I need to try something different. Yeah. I need to try something different and novel. And so I did that the next day. Um, I went to uh, I went to a church and in the in the moment I was prayed for to release a spirit the release the enemy spirit of fear in my life um, and effectively the next day I in in counseling I like wept through like just uncontrollable crying for like twenty minutes I think was a manifestation of the prayer yeah. And then a, a conversation happened where I stood up for myself to another person. And I think I started to break a pattern of deep codependency and people pleasing. Awesome. Wow. So you feel like maybe the, that helped you turn a corner? It helped turn a corner. It just, this is a series of events watching how God is working, lifting me out of this depression very slowly right now. Uh, but I'm I'm noticing just the intentionality. He's like wanting me to see certain things, um, and and to experience certain things and learn some serious lessons right now. Yeah, definitely a different, interesting twist on, you know, a recovery tactic. Uh, I know I I've heard, like um, just you know being able to express anger physically like that is really and I, I did it when i did my intensive so it was sort of like a, a taking like a, a bat and beating like a beanbag or something like that and you know just expressing frustration with my parents or and with my wife and whatever right and like just that physical exertion and the release uh i think is is super helpful and and healing because well, like I, I can't do that in real life i can't just right. start smashing my living room furniture <laughs> right yeah <laughs> right so so you have to even though a... i want to like i want to smash everything here in this studio because i've become so resentful toward technology yeah <laughs> yeah and, and and there's a fine line between sort of doing that in a healthy way and and getting a release but having it also be this like 
compulsion. Like, why do I want to destroy things like that? I shouldn't, I shouldn't have the desire to, to destroy things yet at the same time, it's super compelling. In fact, like when I was leaving the house, they were getting ready to demolition a, a fireplace that we have in Mantle. And I was like, oh, you guys are going to have fun doing that because it's, it is kind of fun to break things. Um, I would say another change that's been happening has been um, taking a series of supplements and vitamins that I've never really thought or cared too much about the nutrition entering my body. Mm. Uh, however, with um, taking this, th this tea that you're drinking has it in it, which is holy basil and ashwagandha, I also take another ashwagandha supplement yeah. that has totally mellowed out my anxiety. Awesome. Wow, that's good. And it's natural instead of like some kind of prescription. I would say between letting go of the coffee and taking the ashwagandha and the holy basil, my anxiety is pretty much non-existent. Wow, that's great. And I, I am talking about... I was just fear tripping all the time. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And I think, you know, we have a mutual uh, recovery brother, James, who yeah. has has taught us a lot. About, We're going to have James on the show. Yeah, I think we need to. This is a really important area, I think, for guys in recovery. We can be really neglectful of our health. Um, our food supply isn't that great. So the, there's a lot of nutrients and that can be supplemented that we're missing and and james does a great job of really breaking it down for someone who doesn't understand it at all and and showing us what we need so uh we definitely want to do that soon what, what i understand is that a lot of these reactions that i have a lot of any sort of um pain or like a lot of sin creates stress mm-hmm and like life creates stress, like this sinful world creates stress. And the way that I learned how to deal with stress as a kid protected me in the moment. Right. But now as an adult, it no longer serves me to That's right. flail my arms and start screaming yes. or stomp my feet <laughs> or to burn it all down to the ground right. or stomp my feet or curse somebody out or like yeah. insert destructive communication and patterns and actions here. And so, um, there are the, 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 the body can adapt to stress if it has what it needs mm -hmm. and it's, and the ability to adapt to stress is all uh, basically is equates to quality of life. Yeah. Um, I've also signed up for an experimental treatment starting next month. It's, a, it's an experimental mental health treatment. Oh, wow. Awesome. Well, that'll be interesting. You can update us on that when you do it. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I will, I will update everybody afterward cause I don't want to preframe it too much. Yeah. You want to open chair? Sure. What's our topic? You pick the topic. Uh, well, I think that we need to talk about um, letting go of our anger and fear. Hey, you guys, my name is John. I'm a follower of Jesus in recovery for sex addiction, struggle with intimacy anorexia. Hey, John. Hey, you guys. Uh, I think that, that anger is probably a reaction to fear. 
Um, and it's an easy one for me to go to because I don't want to, I, I don't want to appear that I'm afraid. So I'm just going to get mad. I'm either going to get mad at someone or the situation or an institution or my circumstances, because if I can be angry at those things, um, that's almost like a way of me trying to take control uh, because really I need to be acknowledging I'm not in control. I need to surf these circumstances. I need to trust God uh, instead of thinking that, you know, getting pissed off is going to make me somehow gain the upper hand. It's not. It's just going to make me miserable to be around. And it's just going to do, it's going to age me and it's going to stress me and it's going to stress everyone around me. Thanks, guys. I'm John. Thanks, John. Hey, guys, I'm Chris. And I'm a grateful believer in Jesus and uh, fear and anger. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Hmm. Fear is not of God. Hmm. It's not. It's not. And the more time I spend in negative thoughts, not holding them captive, like the Bible tells me to, the more I allow these things to perpetuate, the more, you know, the enemy wins. And I was recently introduced to a, 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 a sort of a paradigm shift, which was think about the story structure of most movies that we admire, which is the hero's journey. When the hero is faced with a villain, AKA the enemy, only with the villain's opposing force are they able to develop character traits like courage or um, conf or, or like confidence or mm. um, like they overcome resilience. And so it, it, it makes sense why as a, as a Christian, we need to put on our armor and go to battle so that we can develop these character traits and they're reinforced the more we have to use them for good. So it, it makes, it makes more sense now. That's all I got. Thanks Chris. Man, heavenly father, uh, how many times do you tell us to not be afraid to fear not to, to take courage over and over again in your word, you tell us not to be afraid, yet that's a go-to emotion of ours all the time. And you also tell us that perfect love casts out fear. So, Father, I just pray that each and every one of us lean into your perfect love, that we trust you, that we obey you, and that that will cast away all of our fears because we know we're in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you made it this far in the episode. I'd like to congratulate you because to me, that shows that you're taking your recovery seriously. If you'd like to reach out, please visit recoverylifestyle.com. You can use the contact form to submit a prayer request, give us ideas for future episodes, or simply to just share what's on your mind. We would love to hear from you. If you really are enjoying the show, what would mean a lot is if you could subscribe and leave a review. That will help more people find the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast.